everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow! The Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 4, Episode 6, JJ. I hope you all had a great Halloween weekend. I know it was busy for a lot of people. It was busy for me, and I've reevaluated many of my life choices following this weekend, such as working on my caffeine consumption. I am someone who tends to drink coffee throughout the day constantly, and I'm realizing it may contribute to my anxiety, as many doctors and therapists have told me time and time again. So if I seem a little toned down today, it's because I've only had like a couple sips of coffee instead of my usual half gallon that I would have had by now. So we're going to get into it. If I sound a little spacey, that's why. Um, Also, Skins is emotionally (laughs) abusive to the viewers because last week we had Effie's attempt at suicide and we just ended on that scene. And then this week they're like, what? You're crazy. That never happened. We're giving you candy and love. This show is so fun. So it's a real change of pace from last week, and this episode centers around JJ. We open with him working at a candy store, and it's sort of a generic wholesale candy store. He's working at the register, helping this customer check out who's an older woman and she's talking about the date she has that night and he's like being very cute and flirty and saying like oh senora like he's really sweet and then he looks up and he sees a girl working and he starts swooning over her she's got blonde hair little bit edgy looking, I guess. And that's our first introduction to Lara. Lara. And so we see that this is going to be his little crush from his job. He goes home. His family is the only semi-functional one, as usual. Like, their families have not changed much throughout these two seasons. And... So it's kind of nice to see his mom. She's not perfect, but she's got a good heart, and I think his family, like, tries really hard. Back at work the next day, we see that Thomas also works there, and clearly Thomas knows about JJ's crush on this girl, and Thomas drags JJ's ass, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I kind of don't like Thomas at this point, because everything with hooking up with that girl and just like the way I don't know I think he's just been going through it and he's becoming less and less likable maybe that's just my opinion but he's like so mean to JJ and he's just like oh are you insecure because she's out of your league or you've only slept with a lesbian who felt bad for you and I'm just like Thomas this is not necessary like JJ is a nice guy like save those little quips for someone like cook or something JJ doesn't deserve to be dragged to hell and back. Like, be nice. It's a thing. We're going to see if JJ can get this girl to go on a date with him or if she's interested in him or whatever. And he goes home. He's, like, in his bedroom, which is so fucking cool. I love his bedroom. It's all space-themed. And he has, like, his captain's log every night that he records. And I just think it's so sweet. And I also like that he has a ukulele because I also have a ukulele, and 
Uke players are the most wholesome people on the planet. Sorry, we all get laughed at for being cringy, but we're pure of heart. So, so JJ's decided that whenever this girl smiles at him at work is when he'll ask her out. And that's been what he's like waiting for. So he's at work. He and Thomas are just toying around, like hitting each other with the sticker guns. And she's kind of irritated with them, but she does smile at JJ. So he gets really excited. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask her out then. This is the sign. But then he sees her talking to another guy, some like big muscular guy. And he gets really upset. He goes home and he like sad masturbates, which is probably a scene we didn't really need. But, you know skins so of course we have to watch jj like sad masturbate and the next day at work he's like all right and thomas says if you don't ask her out in the next 10 seconds i'm going to so he races thomas he goes to the pa and he says laura will you go out with me tonight which i'm not a fan of like a public pressure asking out because you know that does kind of like coerce the person into saying yes but in the spirit of a romantic episode we'll just accept it and she says yes and he's so happy he's elated that she's going to go out with him that night he goes home to get ready and freddie shows up looking very disheveled And he has this big bag, and JJ says, your bag's on fire. And Freddy opens it, and Cook is inside! And Cook actually wins the Bristol's Best for this episode. First and probably last time for that. Um, Because he has this great, like, line work shirt that says, I want to be adored on it. And I really love it. Like, I want that shirt. I think it's really cute. So... Cook is escaping from jail, as we know, and he's on the lamb, and he has decided to hide out at JJ's for a bit, since he's getting bounced around from place to place. He tries to give JJ some dating advice, and it's not the worst advice, but it's very Cook advice, and JJ's not like Cook. So, how well is Cook's advice going to translate to someone who's completely different from him? But he says, be cool, touch her, and look her in the eyes to see if her pupils dilate when she looks at you. And JJ's first thought, of course, is like, well, how am I supposed to be cool? I'm not cool. And fucking same, JJ. This episode, I was like, God, this is like watching me trying to date. It's so painful. Just like be cool, okay, Uh, except that I freak out all the time, and I'm never cool, and I'm just, like, a total klutz all the time. So he shows up at Lara's, and he looks very sweet in his little plaid shirt and his bow tie and his light blue cardigan. I like the look. It makes me think of uh, how Forrest Klein from Hello Goodbye used to dress in, like, 2013. He's two hours early to the date, which is a very cool move, of course, and she's, like, in her robe, and he tries to follow Cook's instructions. He, like, touches her arm, and he's like, can I check your pupils to see if your eyes are dilated? And, of course, she's just really weirded out by him. But she invites him in, and we find out that she has a baby, 
And it's not like a kid, it's a baby. She has a baby baby. Its name is Albert. And she leaves JJ to play with the baby while she gets ready for their date. And JJ's so sweet. He's so good at playing with the baby. He's doing all these magic tricks and it's like really cute. JJ's so endearing. He's the one character that's stayed likable through these two seasons. Like, I have no hate or resentment in my heart for JJ. He's wonderful. There's, like, this slapstick scene where Albert pees in JJ's face and he starts freaking out and, like, choking. And he's like, Laura, help me, help me, help me. And he runs into Liam, who is the guy she was talking to that he saw. Turns out that's the baby's dad. And, of course, Liam is very, like, aggressive and rude to JJ and is like, don't touch my fucking baby. So we'll see that that becomes a source of conflict through the episode. They go out to the bar and it's so in-betweeners-y that I'm wondering if they were trying to come across as an in-betweeners episode, like, because it's almost exactly how the in-betweeners scenes at the bars go. And he orders a Caprabina, which is a Capri Sun with Rabina, which I find so funny. I was cracking up at that. Like, what a mood. I need to order one of those sometime. I don't drink, so I'm not going to. But honestly, ordering a Capri Sun at the bar is a power move, and I wish that they had them for sober people. Emily comes into the bar, and she's with this random girl, and JJ, of course, is like, uh, hi, who's this? What are you doing? And so Emily just gets really awkward and leaves immediately, and the girl she's with is like, but we just got here, and Emily's, like, freaking out. So we'll see what happens with that. JJ's trying to play it cool with Lara, but he's failing magnificently. He, like, picks up her vodka Coke and drinks it by accident, and then spits it in her face, which is a good move. Just going great. You know, I had a date on Sunday, and I almost hit the panic button in the car that would have made, like, the cops alerted that there was an accident, and then I got my coat stuck in the car door, and then a girl came up to the car window to tell me while I was trying to say goodbye to the guy that my coat was stuck in the door, which was very nice, but very humiliating. And then my coat got stuck in the door again, and I had a panic attack. So yeah, I basically was JJ, and it was really embarrassing, and, you know, the person's very nice, but I'm just like, cool, I have no chill at all. Great, embarrassing, embarrassing. Just, like, punch me in the face, please. So I really feel for JJ. JJ panic calls Cook and is like, I don't know what to do. It's going really bad. And she has a baby and Cook is like, get out of there, abort mission. So JJ tries to climb out the bathroom window, but she walks in on him because he's in the ladies room and she catches him trying to climb out. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I just wrote, oh, this is so bad. It's so bad. She's so upset. She, like, goes to sit on a bench overlooking the city. Par the course of skins. We have a bench overlooking the city scene. And he sits with her, and he's just like, I'm sorry, but, like, why are you even dating me right now? Because I'm a three and you're a ten, and, like, I'm freaking out. 
And she says that she likes that he flirts with the old ladies and that not a lot of people would flirt with the old ladies at work. And it's really cute. And she kisses him and they like make out hardcore and then they go hook up and JJ fucks like JJ fucks. You guys know what I mean. It's not like a gross sexy and it's like cute. I'm happy for him. He gets home and Cook is fully feral at this point. Cook's got a jar of piss and he has wild eyes and he's like, I've been drinking piss for two days, man. Like, you gotta let me in the bathroom and get me food. He's fucking insane, but it's so funny. This episode is, like, the comedic relief we needed, but I feel like it's too much of each. Like, the last episode was too much serious, and this is, like, almost too lighthearted, and I wish they would sort of intermingle serious with silly, like they did in the first two seasons. I feel like every episode of the first two seasons had some silly moments and some serious And this, it's like, it just kind of depends on the full episode. And I don't want necessarily, like, a whole episode of serious shit or a whole episode of silly shit. So, I don't know. That's just, like, my particular opinion on that. They go back to the, just don't worry, Dr. JJ and his mom, because his mom's all, like, concerned about how sketchy he's been acting, keeping Cook locked in the house and having his, like, secret girlfriend because he and Laura keep hooking up and seeing each other. And so his mom's like, we got to go to the doctor and see what's up with you. And this doctor's awful. He tells JJ that he won't be able to have a relationship because he's just, like, too autistic, I guess, which is a horrible thing to say. And the doctor also, like, hits on JJ's mom, which is really gross. I hate this doctor. And JJ reacts in a way that I think is perfectly reasonable, which is, like, go outside and just scream out of frustration. JJ's just like, I'm not too fucked up to have a relationship, and why does everyone keep telling him that he's too weird and fucked up to have a relationship? He's like, this girl likes me. And that keeps happening through the episode. We'll get there. So Liam sees JJ freaking out, and he's like, you're a psycho. I'm going to tell Lara that you're a fucking nutcase and like you can't be around my baby because you're mental. So that's really nice. Great. JJ is dedicated to proving to everyone that he can have a girlfriend and that this girl does like him. So he's like, all right, we're going to do a tour of my friends and family and introduce you so everyone knows that you're real. He takes her to Naomi's house, which is like a real sadville. And I just am like, why don't Naomi and Emily fucking break up? They hate each other so much at this point, and it's so miserable to watch them in the same room as each other. And JJ's like, oh, yeah, like, Emily, you've already met Lara at the bar the other night when you were with that girl. And Naomi says, what are you talking about? Of course, Emily is trying to keep all of this under wraps, so she makes JJ go to the other room, and she kind of chastises him, and is like, stop. But JJ's just so painfully honest that, you know, he won't keep secrets. He doesn't know that it's a secret. Emily kind of says the same thing that the doctor and his mom and Cook have all said to JJ, which is just like, 
this girl doesn't really like you, she's using you, and there's no way that she would be interested in someone like you, which is really mean, and definitely a projection of her own insecurities, and JJ calls her out on that, he's like, just because you and Naomi are fucking miserable doesn't mean that everyone else is, like, let me just be happy, so good for him for standing up to her. So they leave, and he brings Lara to his family's house, where we meet JJ's dad, I think, for the first time. I don't remember seeing him in past episodes, but he's there. He's just kind of a lump, I guess. He doesn't really talk. He just kind of uncomfortably looks at the newspaper. Apparently, JJ's dad's name is Edward. He exists. And... So it's really awkward introducing Lara to the family, and JJ's mom, Celia, calls Lara a slut because she has a baby, and that's obviously bad, so Lara's like, I'm gonna go upstairs and change the baby. She's obviously pissed uh, about being called a slut, and rightfully so. JJ follows her upstairs and is trying to right the situation, and then Celia follows him upstairs, and then it all comes out that, like, Cook is staying at their house and Laura storms out and just everything is like falling apart all these little secrets and everything is just coming out to be aired out and it's a lot Laura is so upset by everything that's happening meeting the friends and the family and the way she's being treated by everybody so she just tells JJ to leave her alone and JJ's so fucking upset by all of this. And at work, he beats up Liam and says, I am a psycho. Ah! And he, like, is just freaking out, punching him in the face. And it's a lot. I don't know if it's, like, the best move to beat the shit out of this guy. Because Laura does see him. <laughs> and is like, yeah, you're fucking nuts. This is not good. So JJ's just feeling really hopeless. And no one's been supportive of him, so I don't blame him. Like, he could use some real friendship and advice instead of everyone just telling him that he's too weird and he's gonna fuck it up. And finally, Edward goes into JJ's room to talk to him, and we've sort of seen Edward as this really awkward, uncomfortable, probably not gonna say anything helpful kind of character... But he really comes through in this scene and is really supportive of JJ and encouraging, and it's really nice. And he says, you know, JJ, you've always been different since you were a little kid, and those differences make you strong, and I think you're capable of doing anything. And I'm getting a little choked up talking about it because it's so sweet and genuinely supportive of JJ, and it's what he really needs right now just someone to say they believe in him is so nice. So I really liked that scene. And just to see some positive parenting examples, like Edward and Celia are so dysfunctional and weird. And it's kind of, you know, as I'm talking about it, it's like the Stoneham family and the Fitch family. They want to be this picture perfect family. And yet they're so horribly dysfunctional and broken but JJ's family, everyone's weird as fuck, and they're not perfect looking, and they're, like, very strange, but they love each other, and they try to support each other, and give each other chances, and it, there is some message in there that I think is really meaningful. 
And sweet. I think it's really sweet. So JJ's feeling reinvigorated after this conversation. And I love that he just says to his captain's log, captain's log, let's refuel this goddamn ship. And I'm like, fuck yeah, JJ, let's go, buddy. Come on. Like, don't let everyone get you down. Don't let your friends and family fuck this up for you. So he goes to talk to Liam, and Liam, I think, is, like, a little bit impressed that JJ beat him up, or, like, really cares about Laura. Like, it really shows that he cares about her, because Liam says, you know, she doesn't love me. Neither of us are good enough for her. She's too smart for us, but, you know, if you want to try to get her to like you, you better give it a good shot. And so in that way, he's, like, giving JJ permission to try and i think jj needs that permission and that support a little bit too like jj just needs support and it's so frustrating watching no one support him for most of this episode especially thomas i'm like fuck you tom (laughs) i got really mad at thomas about this (laughs) anyway liam is more supportive than thomas so jj sets up this whole ensemble that night outside of her window And they have the ukulele chorus playing. And he has a really good singing voice. I was really impressed. And they do that song. I forgot to look up what it's called. But it's like... I know this much is true. You know that song? Everybody knows that song. But I don't know the name of it. Anyway, it's really freaking cute. And I love it. And then she's really touched and they get back together and we see them kissing as the last scene and it's so heartfelt and just beautiful and like jj gets a happy ending it makes me happy it's like a nice episode i wasn't painfully gut-wrenchingly trudging through this episode it was actually just nice and fun so yeah next week we have effie which will be (laughs) back to soul crushing i'm sure also just to let you guys know the plan I'm going to finish this season in the next two weeks, and then for Thanksgiving and the holidays, I'm just going to take off, and we'll come back, like, after New Year's. That's the plan, to start season five, because I think I should not be watching Skins during the holidays. That sounds really depressing, and trying to stay sober. It's like, that's too much. So I will reiterate that over the next two weeks, but I just wanted to let you guys know. And yeah, as always, you can check out at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram and chat with me there and on YouTube. And I hope you all had a great Halloween. Happy November. We made it through. I can't believe 2021 is almost over. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what happened? But here we are. And uh, take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next week for Effie's episode. Okay, thanks. Bye.